What is up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 26 of the Two Minute Drill. This episode will probably be a little bit shorter than normal. Hunter is gone, and I am going to be uh, talking about a few things for this week and last week. It's wildcard weekend. What's not to like? Or what everyone is calling a super wildcard, which is, sounds kind of silly. But to, to start things off with, I want to talk about how the Cowboys have fired defensive coordinator Mike Nolan and defensive line coach Jim Tomsula, which let me just tell you, the Cowboys defense was terrible. We've had many discussions about it this year. The Cowboys, I mean, out, even with the injuries, I mean, even without the injuries, I think they would have been pretty bad just due to that defense. The defense was atrocious. Now, the big question is, who are they going to replace them with? There, I'm sure there are a lot. I'm not too familiar on what the Cowboys kind of go for for defensive coordinators. But hopefully, with a new defensive coordinator, they will be able to upgrade and get someone that can actually call a defense that doesn't give up 500 yards a, a day. Which they were, they were pretty bad this year, just to say the least. But... Anyways, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about Cowboys too much, just because I'm not a huge fan of them, and a lot of people that watch this or love the Cowboys, and you probably know more than I do. So I do want to talk about something that I do know, and that is Nick Casario finally got hired by the Texans for six years, thirty-six million. I think he's like top three or top five GMs paid now. Um, the Texans have been trying to go for Nick Casario for probably like four or five years. They got blocked, and then uh, Nick re-signed a contract that eliminated the clause that prevents him from moving on. That's also the time whenever the NFL made it a rule where you couldn't have a couldn't have anything in the contract saying like preventing people from moving. But in like right now, I think I believe the rule is you have to, like if another team falls, you have to get a promotion. I'm interested to see how Nick Casario does because. If you haven't noticed, the Patriots don't really have any talent on that team, but you can always be that can always be directed. Like Bill Belichick is does have the final say on that team, and it's kind of confusing. There's been reports about like the scouts have said like they they want someone, but Bill always goes rogue and stuff like that. So it's kind of scary for the for Patriots fans. But oh, I I think Nick Casario is probably one of the best GMs in the league. And I think even without having all the picks from the Texans, I think his his what he's going to do first is fix Deshaun Watson's hatred with ownership. And next, he's going to start rebuilding that team. The team needs quite a bit, especially that defense. His defense is pretty bad. But for, I mean, honestly, he's the man for the job. Deshaun Watson's upset right now due to ownership. Pretty much lying to him, which I can't come. I like, I can't. can't decide on if like it's a big deal or not a lot of people keep on texting me and asking me like should it, i mean do you think the patriots should do this 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 for him i was like yes anything besides trading bill belichick they should do it would be stupid not to get him because the patriots i mean they, they need a lot of things but a quarterback is number one if they got deshaun watson they could build a team that is playoff caliber within a year and then super bowl contenders within three years easily even no matter what you pay Watson, he's, I mean, Watson's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. 
in the last few years have shown that. He, I mean, even with losing Hopkins, he still played great. The rest of the team sucked, but he still played great. So it would be interesting to see what the Texans do. It sounds like some coaches might be out on the Texans just due to ownership. I, I believe McNair said something about how, like, he th he th they want to build a wall or something. It's like, that's a that's that's very bad timing with everything going on in the world. But it's interesting to see what happens. I hope the Texans do a little bit better than they have, but we'll see. Another uh, kind of interesting news is Urban Meyer interviewed with the Jags, which kind of makes me think, or is Ohio State about to get in trouble? Because it seems like the only time Urban Meyer gets a new job is whenever his team is about to go under, which the team already went under with him. But yeah, you, you, get, you get the point. It would be interesting to see him going to the Jags. And that kind of makes you question, like, will he pick up Fields instead of Lawrence? Which to everyone else, it seems like a weird question, but Urban Myers did coach him. So it would be interesting to see what way he goes. I believe Lawrence will be number one. Fields will probably be number two. Three, the third quarterback taken will be probably Trey Lance. And fourth will probably maybe be Trask. Maybe. Or will no, it'll be fourth would be Wilson, then fifth probably would be Trask. Which Trash is probably Trask. Trash, the Mr. Trash is probably going to go in the second round if I could have a guess. I hope he does not go to the Patriots. I'm not a huge fan of him, but we'll, we'll see how it goes, man. Something that I had a buddy uh, contact me about was Peyton, uh, Sean Payton. He tried to get 50,000 fans in a bubble so they could go to the playoff game, but the mayor turned it down. Which is just a really funny thing to think about. It's like having 50,000 people bubble. I don't even know how that would be possible. Like, I don't know what they would have to do to get everyone and make sure everyone doesn't, like, get out of the bubble or anything. But that's it's pretty pretty funny thing. thing. I wonder how, if that would have changed, like, that game that much. Because, like, the NFL players haven't been playing in front of that many fans all year. I wonder if that would change how everything goes. It's, it's it, it it would have been interesting, but it's not going to happen, so it's not a big deal. I am I am interested to see what kind of Bears and Saints game that is. I'll talk about that here in a little bit. I have some wonderful news. Not really. It's actually terrible news. It's some playoff news that everyone probably wanted to hear. Was the NFL? has said there will be two more minutes of commercials during games for playoffs. So we all get probably one more minute, a quarter, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's still annoying because they have 30,000 commercials anyways. I'm sure I'm sure they're just trying to use this to get a little bit money back from all the money they've lost this year. Eagles last week, week 17, the Eagles are playing the Washington football team. And in the fourth quarter, they were down 17-14, and they sat Jalen Hurts. Do you think that's the right move? Because personally, I think it's pretty stupid. And if it, if you just ask any Giants or Eagles fan or player, they all agree, agree with me. It was a pretty stupid move. Jalen Hurts was the only way that they were going to win that game. He didn't have a great game either. I mean, he, he rushed for two touchdowns. He didn't do anything in the air. 
But you really expect the fourth year quarterback is going to do better? It's not like you're going to be able to trade him for anything. Nate Sedfeld, he's been he's been in the NFL for four years and hasn't done anything. What makes you think he's going to do anything now? I don't understand it fully unless it was just to get a better draft pick and make sure the Giants don't get in, which I'm kind of happy the Giants don't get in because I'm, I'm, I don't like the Giants too much. But it's kind of interesting to see what happens with that. If the players are mad at Pedersen or Pedersen gets fired, I believe there's been a report saying he's coming back for 2021-2022 season. I I don't know. I don't I I don't like teams that tank purposefully. If it's just bad, if you playing the tanking is normally you just your team is just not good. Look at the Patriots. They're not tanking, but that's probably the closest thing you can get to tanking without actually be tanking. You you build a team that has no chance of winning. You don't just sit players that are good. That's 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 my take on that. One thing before we get into predictions would be the Browns are getting decimated by COVID-related issues. The head coach isn't like, I, th- I think it's like the special teams coach or something is coaching the team this, this week just due to the fact that the head coach is currently out on COVID protocol. He's doing fine. He said he's asymptomatic, but... Still, that, that, that must suck. Like, Browns finally get to the playoffs after like, like 25 years or 20 years or whatever. And they can't even... For one, the fans can't be there. For two, the head coach isn't going to be there. There's a few players that are out, like Bentonio. He's a left guard, I believe. Pro Bowl for the last few years. Really good. And they, they have a few other people missing. That must suck for the Browns. That kind of makes the game closer, closer to me. Just because the Steelers have been having a really bad end of the season, so it's I kind of want to see how this game goes. I'm kind of excited for it, so I will be watching it Sunday. But since we're talking about that, anyways, let's get into some predictions. First up, we have the Colts at the Bills. Now, you know I hate Philip Rivers, but I still want the Colts to win so bad. But my prediction is the Bills going to win. It's probably going to be like a 31 to 17 game, that kind of thing. The Bills offense is extremely good. The run game isn't that good, but the passing game is elite. I mean, Josh Allen has been doing great this year. And the Colts run defense is really good, but the pass defense isn't all that great. I think the Colts will be able to score a little bit in the end. I have the Bills winning this one game. I think they lose next week. But this week, I I have them winning. Now we have Rams at the Seahawks. Seahawks, they have... The offense is really good. The defense has kind of been going down the last few weeks. The Rams might not have Goff. He said he's good. So most likely, I guess he probably will be there. And I don't think the Rams have a chance of winning without him. But with them, I, it's a toss-up to me. But I just changed it right before I started. I have the Seahawks winning just because of Russell Wilson. He, I mean, he knows what to do. He's a good player. I think filming that offense it will score more points. Next up, we have the Bucks at the Washington football team. Which is hilarious that the Bucks are going to Washington for this game. One of the Washington football team 
They didn't even have a winning record this year. Alex Smith will be back. He doesn't look as healthy as he has earlier. The defense is nasty. Chase Young should win Defensive Player of the Year. He's a monster. But even saying all that, the Buccaneers are going to win. That offense is clicking right on cue. Right on cue. This the, like the last four games of the Bucks uh, schedule. Brady's score more scored more touchdowns in the last four weeks this year than he has ever done in, since he's been in the NFL, which is very interesting. It's not kind of it's not too shocking just due to the fact that they have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, Gronk, Great, OJ Howard, Latron McCoy, all the other fifteen other players. Antonio Brown. I mean, they have people out the wazoo. I have the Bucks winning, and I don't think it will be close just due to the fact the Washington football team's offense is atrocious, and I think the Bucks defense is going to be picking on Alex, uh, Alex Smith. Next up, we have Ravens at the Titans. I have a Titans win due to the monster, the best running back in the NFL right now. The person that is very close to winning MVP, Derrick Henry, is going to run all over the Ravens. It's not going to be close. Now, the final score will be close. I think it'll be like a 17-24 type of game. Ravens' defense isn't all that great. The offense is good. Titans' defense is terrible, but the offense is pretty good. I think in the end, Titans will win by pretty much just ground and pound. That's what they do. That's what both teams really do. Both teams just run the ball all the time. And I think that's what's going to make the Titans win. But to hedge my bet, if the Ravens won, I wouldn't be surprised. Lamar Jackson looked great week 17. I, one of my favorite matchups this week is Bears at the Saints. I have the Saints winning due to the fact they're playing the Bears. That's, that's pretty much it. Mitch does look better than he did the last three, four years. That's about the only good thing I can say about the offense. The defense, one of the best in the NFL. Now the Saints, they also have one of the best defenses in the NFL. But they also have Drew Brees. And even a hurt Drew Brees is better than Mitch. Browns at the Steelers. This is more of a heart pick just because I like the Browns better than the Steelers. So I will go with the Browns. The Steelers have not looked good the last few weeks. They almost beat the Browns last week, but both teams were losing players. Steelers did not start Ben, so I don't know if that says anything. I do think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are really good and they can wear down that Steelers defense, especially losing since they've lost pretty much the middle of their defense. I just... The Steelers' offense is very interesting to see. They pretty much Chase Claypool cost me the, my fantasy. Anyways, I don't want to talk about fantasy. The Steelers' offense is really weird. Ben Roethlisberger is he? If he's having a bad day, he is having a bad day. It is really bad. So that kind of makes me think. I think the Steelers could win, but I'm going with the Browns just due to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are two of the best running backs in the, in the league. And I don't think, I don't think the Steelers can slow slow them down. But this is Wildcard Weekend. The Packers and the Chiefs have the buys for this week. There's only one per conference this year due to there being 
an extra playoff wildcard team. I kind of like it because it, it, I mean, I don't know. I go back and forth because it kind of gives the, that one team a huge advantage. I kind of think that the, there should be no bye weeks. They should just have to play. So that for one, that would probably incentivize the uh, people to start all, I mean, to bench your starters week 17, but that kind of sucks. But other than that, I believe, I believe that one buy is way too advantage. The Chiefs are going to be way better in the second week of the playoffs. That's the Chiefs are going to win it all. That's that's kind of what I'm, I think. I think in the end, it's going to be Chiefs versus Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. But I don't want to end this yet because I do want to talk about something very important to me, and that is the MVP. The MVP conversation, which to me, I personally think it is completely closed and I already know who's going to win. But I do want to go over some stats. I posted a few days ago. Quarterbacks had a great year this year. The top five quarterbacks this year would be Rodgers, 48 touchdowns, five interceptions. Brady, 40 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Wilson, 40 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Mahomes, 38 touchdowns, six interceptions. For Allen, 37 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. And I do want to put an honorable mention to Derrick Henry. He had 2,027 rushing yards and 17 touchdowns, which is just crazy numbers. If you just heard all of that, then if, if I didn't say the names, everyone would pick 48 touchdowns, five interceptions. Rodgers not only had that, he also had a 70.7% completion, which is out of this world good. I don't think it's even close. He's, he has eight more touchdowns and one less interception. If you look out, if you combine all, everyone, that's just crazy to me. Aaron Rodgers has looked great this year. I don't know if it's Mac LaFleur or if it's just him having a great year, but Aaron Rodgers looks good. The Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers connection looks unstoppable. The rest of the team isn't all that great. Aaron Jones is okay. The rest of the team, eh, it's... It's average. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams just make them elite. I say that after I just said the Bucks are going to make it the whole way. That's more of a heart pick because I want Brady to win seven. I don't know why because he's not on my team anymore. But yeah, this is a very short episode. So sorry about that. I just want to throw some things out before the playoffs start. Next week, I will be talking. I will try to make a full episode. But thanks for watching. And always share with your friends. If you want to jump on the podcast, let me know. Just send a comment whenever I send this schedule. I mean, whenever I send this uh, episode out, let me know if you want on and have a good one.